0: If if hey, what's up, everybody? This is Austin Haynes with The Waking Justice Project, and this is your daily wake-up call. Here's what the corporatocracy is up to today, October 30th, 2019. You can visit our website at wakingjustice.org for more details. Here are the headlines. It's whistleblower Wednesday today where each Wednesday we focus on whistleblowers, the brave activists who work to expose the corporate takeover of our democracy. Some of the most important Patriots in U S history were whistleblowers. In fact, the U S was practically founded by whistleblowers for a brief history. You can check out the first edition of whistleblower Wednesday in our October 2nd podcast today, We'll focus on whistleblower Edward Snowden, who released the largest trove of classified government intelligence documents in U.S. history. And we'll get into the substance of those leaks in just a moment. But first, here's a quick bio. Ed was born on June 21st, 1983, in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. His father was an officer in the Coast Guard and his mother a clerk at the U.S. District Court. In high school, Ed got sick and missed almost a whole year of school. So he dropped out, got his GED, and began taking college courses. Ed has scored above 145 on two separate IQ tests. For us mortals, that means he's got a genius IQ. Ed says he always expected to work for the federal government, like the rest of his family. In 2004, he enlisted in the United States Army Reserve. And a few years later, in 2006, he got a job with the CIA. Over the next seven years, Ed would distinguish himself as a computer wizard, quickly rising in the ranks of the CIA, and then later as a contractor on CIA and NSA projects. By 2012, Ed says, I had practically unlimited access to the communications of nearly every man, woman, and child on earth who had ever dialed a phone or touched a computer. From my terminal at the NSA, I could watch entire villages and see what everyone was doing. I watched the NSA tracking people's internet activities as they typed. I became aware of just how invasive U.S. surveillance capabilities had become. Whistleblower John Kerryaku, who helped expose the CIA's waterboarding and torture program, was in prison. Kirk Weeb, Thomas Drake, and William Benny were targeted for prosecution for exposing the NSA's gross mismanagement, including directing resources against Americans without probable cause. And Chelsea Manning, was in prison awaiting prosecution for her role in exposing U.S. war crimes and widespread corruption in Hillary Clinton's State Department. It was in this environment that Ed realized the full scope of the mass surveillance machine that the NSA was secretly building and pondered how he should act. Ed says, quote, every person remembers some moment in their life where they witnessed some injustice, big or small, and looked away because the consequences of intervening seem too intimidating. But there's a limit to the amount of incivility and inequality and inhumanity that each individual can tolerate. I crossed that line. He says, quote, I couldn't in good conscience allow the U.S. government to destroy privacy, internet freedom, and basic liberties for people around the world. And over the next several months, Ed made arrangements to meet with indie filmmaker Laura Poitras and indie journal Glenn Greenwald to share proof that the U.S. government is spying on its own citizens. Per Ed's instructions, they met at a hotel in Hong Kong to review the evidence. And for the next several days, they poured through thousands of documents and they interviewed Ed about the extent of mass global surveillance by the U.S. corporatocracy and its allies. Glenn soon realized that Ed had delivered the biggest national security leak in U.S. history. So Glenn devised a plan to work with a few other journalists and outlets and publish key aspects of the leaks over a period of five consecutive days. The first article was published in The Guardian by Glenn and fellow journalist Ewan McCaskill about the NSA's PRISM program. PRISM is a program the NSA uses to collect all our online data, including search history, the content of our emails, file transfers, and live chats, who we're in contact with, for how long, what we're reading, and what we're viewing. The NSA's own documentation claims that, quote, The program is run with the assistance of the companies implicated. And those include Google, Facebook, YouTube, Skype, Verizon, Yahoo, AOL, Apple, and Microsoft. In a quick sidebar, Microsoft's ad slogan at the time was, quote, your privacy is our priority. Wow. And the second article that Glenn published was about secret surveillance by the UK's own spy agency through a program called Tempora. It taps into fiber optic cables to collect and store vast quantities of global data, including phone calls, emails, messages, Facebook posts, and internet histories. And then they share the data with the NSA. Subsequent articles revealed similar programs in Germany, France, and Brazil. Some of the leaks revealed that the U.S. had even tapped the cell phones of Germany's chancellor, Angela Merkel, as well as several other politicians. As former British intelligence official Annie Michonne said, This rather blows out of the water the much-abused argument that all this surveillance is to stop terrorists. And Glenn Greenwald adds, The word terrorism packs an incredibly potent emotional punch, but the issue is whether we should trust a government to have free unlimited reign over people's communications simply because they utter the word terrorism enough times. Glenn believes that the NSA's secretive mass surveillance state creates a far greater danger than the threat it's supposed to prevent. Laura Poitras, made a documentary film about the first several days of her hotel interviews with Glenn and Ed. Her documentary is called Citizen Four, and it won the Oscar for the best documentary in 2015. In a follow-up interview on the documentary, Laura defended Ed's decision to blow the whistle on the NSA. She said, "'We live in a democracy, "'and these kinds of decisions shouldn't happen in secret. What Snowden did was a public service, and I think history will reflect that. And Ed says, quote, The greatest fear I have for the outcome of these leaks is that nothing will change. People don't realize how hard it is to speak the truth to a world full of people that don't realize they're living a lie. No doubt, amigo. And Ed's still putting out the truth here and there. He just came out with his second book last month, called Permanent Record. And just after his new book hit bookstores, Ed tweeted, quote, yesterday, the government sued the publisher of Permanent Record for not kidding, printing it without giving the CIA and NSA a chance to erase details of classified crimes from the manuscript. Today, it is the best-selling book in the world, unquote. Good. Ed's still in Russia. He fled there after the Hong Kong meetings with Laura and Glenn and was granted asylum. And we're sure we haven't heard the last from Ed. Also good. Thanks for listening in today. If you wanna learn how all of us in the work of global justice can join together in strategic boycott and force this corporatocracy to the people's bargaining table to end all of this injustice and corruption and to save our planet, please visit our website at wakingjustice.org you can check out our about page and listen to our first podcast and if you want to get involved please fill out the join us form at the top right of the page or you can email us at info at wakingjustice.org we love to hear from you we're running out of time y'all join us peace you must be involved in the struggle our freedom and just and just right. if it's love. If it's my love. justice is waking justice is rising justice is waking justice is rising You know it's staying tall and keep dropping the justice knowledge. Justice is waking, justice is rising, and it ain't just us, it's all of us. If it's my love.